Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I'm Jana Jefferson and this is Anne Friends with Jana Jefferson. Every other week, me and a new guest host each time are going to discuss the latest in pop culture, the industry, life, and much more. And today's guest is none other than Letty Deshawn. Listen to how nice that rolls off the tongue, guys. It's funny. No one ever calls me Letty Deshawn. Well, Letty I love Deshawn. That. It sounds good. Thank so, you. How are you today, Letty? I'm good. I'm good. Very chill. Nice day. Yeah. I mean, when you get over the hell that the sea exactly. train put us through. Let me just say, like, I think that the sea train disappoints me more than most things do. I think MCA in as a whole disappoints me mostly every single day. Like this was ridiculous today. Like I was just, I got to Fulton Street station to take the C pretty early. I got there really early that like at I maybe maybe like five twenty and I'm like, oh wow. I'm gonna get here so early. I'm gonna be able to sit down and relax. I don't get here until what is it? it we got here at like seven. <laughs> Almost. Absolutely. Really and good. I'm coming from the Bronx. So that's and like I even, even think my worse. Commu- yeah, I didn't think my commute was going to... My commute didn't get bad until I hit Brooklyn. I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. The absolute... That's why I do cabs and, tra- and public, not public transportation when I come out here. For real. Like, I've never felt more disappointed by something. <laughs> except for maybe like Kanye, but we'll get into that in a second. So before each episode begins, we give our Beyonce mood of the day. Oh, and the Beyonce yes. mood of the day is basically like how you're feeling today mm-hmm. using a Beyonce song, mm-hmm. a lyric, a style, whatever. Um, yeah, to just describe how you're Mine feeling. would be between flawless and don't hurt yourself. Nice. Um, I think mine will always be don't hurt yourself because I always tell people don't ever play yourself mm-hmm. um, with me. Like, don't do that. So, yeah, that's what mine would be. I think mine would be pretty hurts because <laughs> because um, I came, actually, I went to Houston mm-hmm. over the weekend. Oh, nice. And I don't know if it's a combination of, like, the water there mm-hmm. or just, like, me just being a woman. Maybe both. But my skin is, like, breaking out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I try and I try. But, mm-hmm. like... You know, pretty hurts. It always fails me. Yep. <laughs> so I think it's like it's, it's that, part of it's being that a today. woman. I'm just feeling kind of gross, but you know, it'll pass. Yes, it passes all the time. Every month they say. Go seriously. <laughs> I go through those all the time, so I totally understand. Every month they say. <laughs> so listeners, remember, I've created a Spotify. Spotify, that's not a thing. <laughs> Spotify playlist for the Beyonce mood of the day. So if you search Beyonce mood of the day on Spotify and follow it, I'll love you forever. Each song mentioned by myself and my friends to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist after each episode so you can stay up to date. Nice. Because you know she's out here and she's ready to snatch. Always. <laughs> stay ready so you don't oh, have to get ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that saying. It's. I think it's one of my favorite sayings. Because it's, a, it's so much honesty and truth in it. Absolutely. Okay, so our first segment of the show is called Talk of the Town. So this week, we are going to discuss a lot of disappointing black men. Should we go in order of... The disappointment? Least to most disappointing? Yes. Okay, I would say that... at Well, they're all disappointing. Don't get us wrong. But I'd say the least disappointing is R. Kelly because we know... He's already... That but, he's gross. Because he's, um, I wouldn't call him the least art, least because I feel like he has no consequences for his actions That's yet. That's the problem. So I feel like he might be up there in a place where it's a little, we got to do something about him. Because mm-hmm. if Bill, Bill Cosby can get 10 counts for every, 10 years for every count that he got trialed for, then. Then R. Kelly is pushing at least 20 put, years. Yeah, he's pushing at least 20 years. It's 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 between minors and 
Like, Ugh. it's a lot, like, with like, him. So I feel like he might be in that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And then Bill Cosby, I love Bill Cosby, but I think that whole situation is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like, what you do is yeah, what you do. Yeah, it's just crazy. And how you did it was just and it, dirty. And- <laughs> did you hear that he, like, <laughs> he's basically comparing himself to, like, Nelson. He's, like, preparing to, like, use the spirit of Nelson Mandela to get to him be through in- his sentence. I'm like... If you Listen, don't, you and Nelson Mandela are two different people. Completely different people. Two different people. Nelson Mandela, you know, didn't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, and we're also <laughs> in America. Like, yeah, we're in America. Things have channel the spirit of. Yes, yeah, no, get out of here, Bill Cosby. First you, of all, you know what you did. You admitted to it on the stand. Like you literally were like, "Oh yeah, I did drug those women to like just do what I needed to do." Like how dare you? And you are like cursing at the um like the judge and all the like um the jury basically saying like this is dumb, you're an asshole for letting me like for having this happen. He's just like he was like acting a fool on the stand. But I think it's like that means you have no empathy or, or anything for your con- for what you've done. And oh, then he, I think yeah, also because you're so wrong. damn old. You think, well, I did it already. It happened like 20 years ago. I have ago. no sympathy for an 81-year-old in jail. I don't. I don't. Give him if the If you're max, 81 years old in jail, anyway. like that is, you know, you Listen, know, live your life, the rest that, of it there. Yeah, you're going to die anyway. Not to say it like that, but that's just facts. He's, I thought he was going to die during this trial, to be honest with you. Because, like, you know, he was stressed. Apparently, he's, like, blind in both eyes. Like, he's com- completely blind. His I just daughter like died. I'm like, I feel this. like he's, I thought he was going to die during this. Wait, during his this daughter trial. died recently? Yeah. Oh, did, his daughter, one of his daughters died. I think she had a heart attack. Like, trying to take care of her dad and dealing with all the hell. Really? I think he. I think she died last year. Oh. Yeah, whatever. That's sad. I th- like, I don't know. Anyone who, like, I understand that's your father, mm-hmm. but, like, trying to defend him and trying to stick up for him and stuff, like, I just girl. feel like when things like that happen, you got to be realistic, like, and Absolutely. just apologize on your father's behalf that he did that. Mm-hmm. Don't try to, you know, throw salt on it. Well, he did it, but there's no but. Yeah, girl. there's no but. She did it. There's no but. He did he it. did that shit. And this is, this is, unfortunately, this is his... His legacy as like an entertainer, as a comedian, as an actor, I believe that it now it's overshadowed mm-hmm. by all the hell. I that... heard I read this weekend and he got stripped from everything. Yep, no more doctorates, no more no, anything from any schools. Nothing. So he's sad. Complete. He now he's just a shell of a man mm-hmm. that once was, literally. But I will say this: unlike many others, I can separate Heathcliff. Heathcliff Huxtable from Bill from Cos- Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. So I will still be watching the Cosby Show. Yeah, exactly. That's because- why I can I can separate Kanye's rants like I always have for we'll a very that. long time. We'll get to this but- second. Okay, as well. Okay. But, okay. Like, but yeah, I, can, I will I definitely be still watching the Cosby Show because Cliff didn't do any of that he to didn't. anybody. Cliff just wanted to, you know, make us feel good, teach his kids some lessons, and give us a, a good laugh. Basically, that's you know. Didn't Keisha Knight pulley him like she was on the side the whole for, time? Oh dear God, she was. And um, Felicia Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. she did an interview, and she basically was just like, she doesn't believe that all his legacy should be stripped away from him. Hmm. Now I hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about me either. I, I, feel, I like feel like sometimes it's a little excessive. Like, granted, he did do what he did, 
but stripping him of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shame and the jail time, I think, is enough. Yeah. Like, that's But enough. I feel like he's doing all of this. Like, what's going to happen at Harvey Weinstein? Because I just feel like he did the same thing, kind of. And you know that, like. In a like, different way. But, yeah. you know, like, I just feel like if, if we're going to go this far with Bill Cosby, I hope we go this far with him as well. Mm-hmm. Even though Ashley Judge just Yep, I was just him. about to say. And he was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, no. A defamation of character. I'm like, dude, no. you raped, like, 30 women. Like, not that, <laughs> that's though. not a defamation of character. I also was watching Entourage. I wish they brought that show back on HBO. And he's in an episode. And he's Ugh. playing himself, and he's a is he like a sleazy? Yes, he's a dirtbag to the women. Um, the head of so a lot of the in entourage, a lot of the women were were like big agents and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. show. And one of the women was like a head of a of the studio, and he like cursed her out, violated her, and like left. And I was just like, oh shit! Well, that, they that said that like familiar. yeah, they said Harvey Weinstein's like grossness was like a well-known secret in Hollywood. Like everyone kind of knew that he was like that but didn't say anything because he was so powerful, mm-hmm. which is not right. Yeah. So it's like you're just as complicit as everybody else mm-hmm. if you don't say anything about things that you know. So like I think people hadn't yet yeah, known about Bill Cosby but they were just like, oh, that's just him, like yeah. Crazy Bill. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, it's kinda that's gross. not Crazy Bill. So yeah, um, we got to get, you know. Mm-mm. We got to stop putting like – Oh, that's just such and such mean. No, we gotta stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, stop sugarcoating what people are doing and call it call them out on their shit. Like that person is who they are, but they did that shit, mm-hmm. and and it's a problem. Like we have, like that's an issue that we need to be discussing. I hate when people do that. Absolutely. Who they do that with another like person? Oh, Fabulous recently. Oh yeah, with all that stuff, they're just like, oh, you know, Fabo. Nas he's too. From, he's from. Oh yep, Nas. Nas we, uh, he was on my list of Nas people we need too. to discuss. I love Nas. I because, love woo. Nas. But you know, we can't sit here and, and act like he ain't probably a crazy ass Virgo, and he did that. Mm-hmm. Like we can't be as much as disappointing as I am at, at the Nas situation because I love me some Nas. But you know, we don't know what happened behind closed doors mm-hmm. at all. So we can't sit here and be like, well. He didn't do that. That's Nas. You know him personally. Do you know Nas? You know him. You, you know you Nasir Jones. Did you yeah. grow up in like, Queens how do you, with Nasir Jones? You know Jones. his personality to know that he doesn't do things like that. Because we thought Chris Brown was a sweetheart, and he snapped. Mm-hmm. So, and hearing the the fear in Khalees's voice when she was talking about how mm-hmm. he did this to her, and they used to have fights all the time. Like she wasn't excusing her behavior as well because she also said like, yeah, like she's not perfect. If he was getting good. on my nerves, sometimes I would you know smack him around, mm-hmm. but. She was also bringing up the fact that, like, I've been trying to tell you guys that he can get a, a little, little crazy, a little crazy, and you guys are like, "No, you're just, not, you're just Khalees Nas you're, forever." Mm-hmm. Not the Nas stands. We're just like whatever. Yeah, but yeah. now, she's but as like, we think about it, is Nas and Khalees. Like Nas has a bigger career. Mm-hmm. Nas is a bigger person. I love me some Khalees. Me too, and I love Khalees. Like she's the best. But I feel like. Once they broken, they broke up. It was more everybody was just like toward, going okay, right to Nas's right side, right to Nas's side, and it was nothing against Khalees, but you know, you not you don't have you don't have him on it's your the, arm yeah, anymore. It's the so pull. it's like okay, anyway, yeah, very disappointing. Yeah, but you know, and the and the way he's. He didn't really like address it at all, but the social media, like the liking, the what, comments and stuff, was very immature. So that's why I feel like people with social media. People use social media as a tool to justify certain things. Mm-hmm. Or they feel like because they threw up a picture or they made a comment or they liked something or they shared something that it justifies what happened. Or you make that 
your answer for what someone said to you publicly mm-hmm. when all in reality if we didn't have social media you would have to address this issue absolutely firsthand with your words like you would have to say something so people i feel like kevin hart said this in an interview with the breakfast club like people really use that your our tools and our phone as like a device to protect us and at the end mm-hmm. of the day you know when things are said in person people usually don't don't know what to say or mm-hmm. aren't you aren't ready to have those intellectual conversations in person because you can't now. Mm-hmm. But so you throwing up a picture. What what does that mean? And, and then like yeah, liking all is, these Nas, comments. And you got stuff. grown it's kids like, out here. Like it's you fucking absolutely ridiculous. And uh, and it's such a shame because I, as we know, like in the hip hop community and the hip hop industry, it's like if you act a certain way and treat a woman a certain way, like you're you nothing happens mm-hmm. to you. You're considered like tough, and it's it's like kind of in vogue to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. So if Nas actually like said, "Hey, I'm I did this and I apologize," like mm-hmm. I know, well, his stands are gonna stand by him, but like other men are gonna just be like, "No, no, it's fine. Like it's whatever. Like no, no it's, it's not, not okay fine. to beat women. No, it's not. I also feel like as a as a man, and you have friends like y'all or men, right? So mm-hmm. what do you do? You tell like men pillow talk to me. Men talk just as much as women. So when you having a conversation with your friend and do you say to him, like, you had to slap her up a couple times? And if you Ugh. do say that to your friend, what does he say to you? Like, what? Like, I would just get up you and really be like, slapped you her? cannot like, slap. Or, yeah, like, or like, <laughs> do you pop on him because he off jump because you you feel like, oh, you should be hitting women, so now I feel like I should slap you? Like, what do you do in those types of... Because I feel like if I, was a, if I was a man and my male friend told me he slapped his girlfriend, now I want to fight because, bro, you bugging. I got sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I would be Exactly, thinking. and you have, you know, you have mothers, like, you have, have aunts, sisters, grandparents. Like, you it's like, you can't... I don't understand why a lot of men can, they think they can treat other women a certain way, but then they can go home and be like, oh no, like my daughters are my world. I would never treat my wife terribly. My my mother is the reason I'm here. Like, no. no. You, if you treat one woman with respect, you got to treat everyone with respect. And then it's like you're being a hypocrite. Absolutely. You're it's a hypocrite. St- so because I, I'm not related to you, I'm not fucking you, then... Then I don't I don't deserve any type of respect because I'm not your mom mm-hmm. or I'm not one of your sisters or I'm not related to you. Just a random. I, I'm just a random girl walking the street, so it's okay for you to be disrespectful. Nah, that's absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting. So yeah, then it's like clearly your mom didn't do it that good of a job raising you. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if it's you want to go there, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we wanna really want to talk about the go facts. there, you want to talk about your mother. She clearly didn't raise you that well. Mm-hmm. Need more father figures. That's very true. And father figures that will be. Willing Active. to let them, you know, show vulnerability because mm-hmm. that's another problem. They don't know how to express themselves, exactly. so they're just out here like thinking that people owe them something and the world owes them something, and, and no it's like no one owes you a nothing. damn thing. Grow up, mm-hmm. figure it out. It's life. <sighs> so moving on to our good friend Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. So. <sighs> I've been a Kanye, like, fan, like, very heavy, heavy fan. I wouldn't call myself a stan. But he was the first hip-hop artist that I found on my own. I was, Mm -hmm. like, 11. Mm -hmm. And Gold Digger had just come out, and I'm like, oh, I like this. And then my brother, I believe, had the late registration album. And I'm like, ooh. So I, like, stuck it in my computer, Mm -hmm. listened to it, so my mom wouldn't, like, hear me playing it. And I was, like, hooked. I'm like, this guy is so smart with his words. The samples are obviously mm-hmm. awesome. So, and he got me a lot of, th- through a lot of like tough times. Like mm-hmm. when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, it was mm-hmm. around the same year that 808s came out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this like I feel perfect, it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then when she passed, I was like, I went back and revisited it and just like, it made me feel mm-hmm. 
better in a way. Yeah. So he's gotten me through a lot of things. So it's very, it's disheartening to see him try to get attention in the way that he's getting it in such a, like a... Disgusting way. A toxic, dangerous way. Um, Like I understand, like we know, Kanye's a Gemini. He wants attention. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just the facts of life. That's how they are. Male or female. Yeah, that's No right. shame 100. to you Geminis, but... That's just a fact. You know. You, <laughs> you know that how just you a be. Fact. So, like... This is one way to get attention. I get it. I know what you're trying to do. Using Twitter to just like be your outspoken self. But to alienate your entire base. Like what are you what are you thinking? Not only that, I just like what's the like what's the point of this? It's not there is That's none. That's my thing. Like what's the point of it? Like it's you just, sitting here trying to tell us that we should ignore the fact that slavery happened 400 years ago. Why are you telling us that? Oh my goodness. Like what was the what's the what's your point? And the thing that and the oh the thing that pissed me off about that whole thing today was how although he was you know pretty misled in his thought process mm-hmm. in the Charlemagne interview the Charlemagne interview for the most part was cohesive mm-hmm. so it's like oh okay then like he sounds TMZ. comfortable and then he goes on TMZ with. All these white people, and then he's just Uncle Tomming. And then you got the one black dude that had to like really check you. And then he was like, "Oh my God, I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry, I'm I sorry." Hurt you. Like, like what you do know, you mean? that was basically like the equivalent of the camera flash and get out. Mm-hmm. He just needed a black man to be like, "What the hell what are, you, are doing? you doing?" And then he's like, his nose is bleeding, and he's out of it. Mm-hmm. He's out of it again. I just feel like when um, I don't know the guy's name from TMZ, but the one black dude. I think his um, name is. Uh, I don't know. But he, it'll come to me. I feel like he really spoke. He, I feel like he said everything that we wanted to say to him. Mm-hmm. Like how disheartening and disappointing that you are telling these these things and not realizing that what you say have consequences and you you make people feel some type of way because of who you are and what mm-hmm. you've done for us in in these last ten years. I I feel like. When you're rich and you sit here and talk about a black issue and you're black. And you talk about all these certain things. It's like, just like he said, like, you're a rich black man. Like, mm-hmm. you don't live what we live every day. You don't live in a hood anymore. He's completely Your ass is in Calabasas. You made it very clear in your Charlamagne interview that you're making a community in Calabasas. And you're from Chicago, mm-hmm. one of the most dangerous cities in America. And Calabasas and you, and, is not a dangerous not, city. Not at all. You are a gated community, if anything. And you guys are, you guys are upper beyond upper class the champagne life like, yeah like that's like what that North is everybody and will not, not live that life. life so exactly so you sitting here talking about yeah you can sit here and tell your kids to ignore slavery why because they would never really feel and understand what that came from because of how they're gonna be raised mm-hmm. you can't sit here and tell me that when my grandmother is 89 and she's still alive mm-hmm. i'm sorry i feel like you sound fucking stupid he does like that dumb. like you can't tell me that when my grandmother can sit here and tell me stories and she's grown up in the south and I sat there and listened to her talk, and you're going to tell me to forget it? I don't think that's fair like he, for you like, to say that to me. The blatant groveling for, like, white approval that he does, when he, like, you hear it, he changes his voice. It sounds stupid. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of him trying to be... His uh, The man's name is Van Lathan from TMZ. 
some of them, because I was just like, oh, like Van Latham, like some heroes don't wear capes. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, oh, like no one paid attention to Van Latham before. I'm like, because he works for TMZ. Like, duh, why would I ever take him seriously? But anyway, it's like. But that doesn't change the fact that what he said was right. Absolutely. Like that was 100% spot on. Mm. And the fact fact that Kanye was like chasing him down. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I hurt you. He's like, no, you like, you hurt everybody. Like, it wasn't just me. You hurt absolutely Every, everybody. And I just, he just has a platform to tell it to you in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that is. And I commend him. Thank you. Go for saying Van. that. Like, thank you, Van. Appreciate you for that one. It's just like, it just, <sighs> there's I, one way to sell an album, and then there's the wrong way to sell an mm-hmm. album. And this is, but which is disgusting. You don't think that people are going to buy your album or listen to your album regardless? Exactly. Like, like you sat there in, in the Charlamagne interview and you talked about how you had 16,000 people there at, Ms. at Madison Square Garden. You had Young Thug up there with you. You plugged in your iPod and you had everyone listen to your um, your album. And then you feel that you have to do this to for us to, to listen or stream your exactly, album? Exactly. I said, you, you had yeah. 16,000 people come to Mass Square Garden Kanye for a... For a <laughs> literally for a fashion show. Like, you had a fashion show at Mass Square Garden. And you Garden. didn't give any notice. And it you was didn't like just three was like, days. Not only that, like, I know diehard Kanye fans. Like, J-Tips, uh, a good friend of mine, a uh, rapper that's from the Bronx, he's loved Kanye since I've known him. And he's one person I know if there's anything Kanye he's going to go for or he's mm-hmm. going to... He's going to be there. And he's a person that I know that got tickets and, and went. Like, that's things that people do for yeah, you. Like, like, he, like when mm-hmm. when people, when he, when Kobe Bryant retired and he had that, that shirt made, um, I did everything in my power to get a shirt because it was Kanye and it was like Kobe Bryant. Like, you mm-hmm. don't got to do much, Kanye. That's like Hope going on these rents. Hope don't got to do much. He could drop mm-hmm. something on title and everyone's going to listen to That's it. That's why Beyonce only gives two days notice before she tells you to rearrange your schedule your, yeah, and, your, your and your bank account Basically, to go on tour. Because you bitch, know people I'm about are going to do I'm it. About to, yeah. And I'm I'm those people. Tell me, Beyonce and Jay-Z, that I need to... And when they go on sale, two weeks, okay, I need to have at least $400 like, in like Kanye two weeks. Kanye doesn't have to do this. His platform is... As much as we like, people get annoyed that like we call him a god, whatever, whatever. His platform has transcended what musicians can do. Mm-hmm. He's done so much in the entertainment industry that he doesn't need to put on an act or a show or try to pander to another audience. Because, granted, like, although we're like, oh, you cancel Kanye, cancel Kanye, people still listen to Lift Yourself, people still listen to Yay versus the People. And who listened to it? Us. Mm-hmm. Black people. Latinos. People of color. Donald Trump's base is not going to listen to not Kanye's album. Like, they're going to just say, oh, look at your... You look at, look your, at this black guy. Yep. That's, he's on and our then, side and he likes Con- And he likes Donald Trump. Like, that's all they're going to do. They're not going to listen to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. No. They're not going to do it. When he was on TMZ, he was saying how back in the day, it was cool to put Donald Trump in a lyric. Oh my god! And, and I was like, I get that what, was, I get I what get you're what saying, saying, but it's but like, guess what? That same person that we was putting lyrics, we we secretly didn't know that he didn't like us. Actually, we kind of did. We kind of because knew. when it was the Central Park Five, and he had all those like advertisements that basically said like, "Oh, these people are animals." Like, and there was they were obviously didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And Donald, no, Donald Trump's always been an asshole. <laughs> I think it's just it, like the money it, thing mm-hmm. that people are like, "Oh, because because if you think Donald Trump." That's like the richest thing in, not in New York City, but 
He's got his name he on everything. He has every everything. I was just walking um downtown and I probably on Second Avenue, there's probably three Trump plazas from fifty first street to seventieth street. Another Gemini. And I was just like disgusting. See, that's why I get along with the why he understands mm-hmm. himself. So yeah, because well. they're both Ego megalomaniacs Egotistics. who just want their name on everything. That's the whole reason that Donald Trump wanted to run for the president. Standing though, he's like, he "Oh look, he's done it. I've got a Trump hotel. I got a Trump this. I got a Trump that. Might as well have a Trump America." Yeah, I'm an asshole. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's just like he just absolutely disgusts me. And then this is not. Well, it's it's related to Kanye, but it's not about Kanye. Chance the rapper needs to shut the hell up. Yeah, this and was this like did not concern Not only him. that, but Chance, you are not young, but you're not their age group. Like sit down, mm-hmm. like just relax. You like, just turned twenty five. Like yeah, still, be the youth. That have we your need birthday you to be. cake. I'm sure it's still in the fridge. That's you what didn't. I need you, to do. you know, you should have just sat there and ate your food, mm-hmm. as Tiffany Pollard once I said. I feel like exactly. <laughs> Shout out to, to New York. My I queen. love her. She's a Capricorn. She's everything. Honestly, um, like Chance did not have. And then he's like, oh, like when I see my idol get upset. Or get, like, talked but about. But this is, like, grown folks' business. Kanye's, like, <laughs> almost 40. You're 25. Sit down. Like, you Like, relax. Like, stay to... in your place. Stay and in then, your place. Oh, my gosh. It was just, like, it just went too far. Like, Donald Trump Jr. retweeted Chance. And then Donald Trump was like, thanks, Chance. Like, no, They see? know what's going on in the black community. Like, and then, no. then, then, then you're like, oh, wait, what's happening? No, Chance, you started that. Uh, yep, and then he's like, you. I misspoke my apologies. Yeah, I'm like, you shouldn't talk. You shouldn't have sat. You should just have sat there and ate your food. Yeah, you should Honestly. have just watched the tweets like everybody else. Just go play with Kinsley. Like, you, you didn't have to do anything else. I was very like, come on, Chance, not you too. Like, you're supposed to be the, the voice of the youth for real. Mm-hmm. And you go and do this. Like, now, I kind of had a feeling that Chance was going to end up, like, messing up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was going to be to this, this extent. extent. But I feel like every big celebrity has a I was, up. They have I was kind of ready. Moment. Like, he's he's kind of got, to me, he has a really big head. Mm-hmm. Like, he got his Grammy. He's changed the music industry in such a way at such a young age that mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I can do this and this and this. And I can and, say things and I can do this. Yeah. And, he, and the whole, like, oh, I, can, I did it, like, from the ground up. No, Chance the Rapper is business. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a business. He is a brand. He did not do this by himself. No. And that bothers me. Like, he just, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Like, I, I like him. I've mm-hmm. met him once, and he's very kind. But I, I honestly, ever since, you know, the accolades started to roll in, I've seen a change mm-hmm. in him that kind of bugs me. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's because he got a little beside himself because of all his accomplishments? Yes. Absolutely yes, mm-hmm. absolutely yes. <sighs> I never, I like Chance, but I'm, Chance is not like my go-to rapper. He's not. In my, he got so corny. Like honestly, Acid rap. rap was so good. I mean, like Coloring Book was good too, mm-hmm. but <sighs> it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Like Coloring Book was like all about like you know his his transformation. Like he's using gospel music in hip hop, like mm-hmm. giving us a taste of like what it's like to be saved. But like, you don't sound convinced. I'm not very convinced, <laughs> cause like, how long ago was Asrap? Five years. So you were out here like getting in trouble, getting suspended, doing all this stuff mm-hmm. for like drugs, and now you're like, oh no, that's that's not me. I'm like, that's how you were well, made. That's also like money. Like, yeah. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. So Dell, that's not you. Like you I know, know you be still <laughs> doing it. He's a liar. <laughs> He's a liar. But yeah, are you still gonna listen to this Kanye album? Oh, yes. I am a person that can 100% separate my feelings for a person 
in their talent. Like, mm-hmm. I can give two shits that you are a dickhead. Like, I don't, that's that's not my business. When he did that tw- Taylor Swift shit, me personally. Oh, no. I, I stood feel, up and cheered. I, I didn't feel bad for her. I was in my college zone, like, oh shit, that's mad funny. Like, because um, everyone knew she was right. the team. Yep, exactly. Won. It was absolutely you know, right. I, maybe I'm a little, I, I've realized in life that I'm a little insensitive, so I didn't care that. <laughs> She was a, a teenager, and he and this is a grown man doing this to her, and he's she off the henny. And I and honestly, and then she took that that train and ran with and it. Ran pity with me, it. Like, pity me. Yeah, and, and Kanye said like in his interview with Charlamagne, like after he did that, he could see things that just that were hitting before weren't hitting like they used to be. Like yep. radio didn't click like they were clicking for him because of that one thing. Yeah, Kanye, you disrespected a fifteen year old white girl. Mm-hmm. Duh. Like you would have, first of all, if you never, you would have never done that to a fifteen-year-old black woman. Oh, because you know she would have hit you first right all, my, in the face. I would have snatched it back with him, like, "Ma, do you, you see get this, this dude off the stage? Like, what please? is going like, on here? Yeah, that'd have been me, but no, I didn't feel bad. Yeah, because like, look, because exactly, like, look um, at, it. and and what happened after that? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy was, was the best album of his career, of that year. and that is you can fight me on it. That's a fact because it sure the hell was start to finish. Perfect, flawless, <laughs> it beautiful was album. I love, I love that album. I, and I was kind of surprised. I was just like, okay, 808s and Heartbeats wasn't really my one of my go-tos. I think I it's because like, that hit me when I needed it to mm-hmm. hit me. It was also a very slow album. Like, it was very mellow. Nice and moody. Yeah, very moody. I'm trying to that think was an album like, I played in one of my jobs that we couldn't really play rap music. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, 808s Heartbeats is a perfect rap album that's mm-hmm. not really a rap album. I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite Kanye albums in order. My favorite Kanye album is Graduation. Ah, I think that's number two for me. It has all of the... Has champions. Did you realize? Yeah, like it has all of those on there. You know what song I love from there? That I think doesn't get the shine it needs. Homecoming. Homecoming, oh, girl. You just. Like, I don't know. I know. One like talks about homecoming. homecoming. First of all, I love the. Video. I think it's beautiful. I love the video. Homecoming is probably top three Kanye West songs for me personally. <gasps> did you do the Kanye Madness bracket? Yes, I did. Okay, what were your two um, top two? It was home. Damn, that's I don't remember. I can tell you my Beyonce's. <laughs> I remember the Beyonce ones my too. My Beyonce's, it was between um, Resentment and Rocket. Ooh. Um, but Resentment will always be my forever, my favorite Beyonce song. Do you know that ever? was a Victoria Beckham song first? Really? Mm-hmm. Posh Spice did that song first. Like, can, like Posh actual... Spice can really sing. Like, she was like it was like a definitely a lower range like beyonce like you know did her thing did her, yeah basically what were my top two i think my top two on the beyonce bracket were get me bodied and upgrade you nice get me bodied is obviously shit. one you know what's really crazy <laughs> i almost crashed my car like <laughs> a couple months ago it was like because i'm feeling song. it again <laughs> like this song just came out it's funny to me because i really not a fan of beyonce ballads like when she just wants to sing her heart ah! out yeah like i'm not if i was a boy it's not a favorite of mine none of those slow songs are favorite of mine but resentment is like resentment is just it's just a, to a yeah, place and i'm just like oh that she oh, was hurt remember and on, on the run when she sang it in her wedding dress listen, and she was like sobbing i'm like something. this is it i went to on the run and i i the first ever jay-z concert i went to without my twin and i was there by myself and I had these row of white people behind me, like every concert that I go to. And these little <laughs> girls could not, they weren't, they didn't get it. Like, mind you, it was like me and like two black girls and then the rest was white. And she sung Resentment and um, 
uh, Lauren Hill cover she did, X Factor, oh, I think. Oh, And we were singing our hearts out, hearts out, and the white people were just like staring at us. Yep. I was just like, yeah, they shouldn't even fucking be here. I remember the first <laughs> Beyonce concert I went to, they didn't pop up until I think Single Ladies came on. I'm like, you paid all these, all this money to come something. to this concert and I you don't people, stand except for one damn mm-hmm. song. You I got been, some nerve. Literally. And tickets ain't cheap. No. I've been going to concerts since not. I was 13. My mom has been sending me interested in concerts by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was real when we went to see Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Neo in the locks in Jersey. Oh my goodness. And this is when Jock and Jay-Z came out because he performed. That was the song he closed with. And Little Wayne was a, was second before Jay Z closed the show, and these white girls was it was a group of them though, like fifteen deep. They didn't even get up for Neo. They didn't get up for the locks. <sighs> Little Wayne came out. They went. Them wild. bitches was just on top of the seats. Little Wayne left the stage. They Sat were gone. Back down. They were or, gone. Oh, they're gone. They didn't even stay to see Jay Z. No. They were gone, and I couldn't believe that. And I was like, so like y'all a generational paid. Thing, yeah, though. I was like, y'all paid. So y'all paid like three hundred. This is, but this is also like lollipop phase. Little oh, Wayne. Oh, that's when like, he was like in his this prime. Was, yeah, this was that time period, and I was just like, so y'all paid three hundred dollars to come and see one person for forty five minutes. Okay, cool. Bet. Not me. <laughs> Not my parents. Mm-mm. No, you. I can't believe that. I tell people all the time, white people are at concerts, not us, unless it's Summer Jam. That's another story. But if it's not Summer Jam, we're we are not, not at concerts. We are not spitting out four or five hundred dollars for a ticket like my dumb ass would. Like Mm-mm. I would save five hundred dollars for a concert ticket. And when I tell people that, they're yep. like, when I treats. spend money on concerts, it's because I know I'm going to be getting I know my money's what I'm worth. Get. Yep. Like yes. you, when when I go to On the Run, uh, July thirtieth in Philadelphia. Oh my you, god, girl! Yes, me too. Oh, I'm going to Philly with me and my twin. <laughs> so excited. Yes, me so we're doing um we're going to see Janet that Saturday. Oh my gosh, and a jam packed weekend yes, full, and then, of, um, full of queens. We leave for Philly on Sunday and we come back on Tuesday. But you best believe. I'm gonna be twerking to Destiny because you know she's gonna have a Destiny shot. I can't wait. Okay, I have a premonition that Meek Mill is coming out during the show. Oh, in Philadelphia. Yes. Oh well, like she has to. And she he has to come in the out hill she in the hood, Holland Free Meek. Yes, he's gonna pop out, girl. I feel yes, it. He watch. Is. He is. Watch. I and when know this happens, it. I'm gonna be like, Waz, can you like give me a clip of that so I can tell people that. We said this was going to happen. Remember the day. Months ago. 7.53 p.m. May 1st. Like, that we said that. Meek Mill wait, is going to be at happens, the show. Because when I I will be losing my mind Oh, I'm going to scream. And I've never been like a Meek Mill fan. Oh, me either. But I'm the injustice that, yeah, the injustice that he had, the, you know, the, you know, Philly fans are out here. Oh, yeah. Like, they love... They love a Philly boy. Mm-hmm. And you know that. I went to school in Philadelphia. I mm-hmm. went to, uh, my mom sent me to UArts, University of mm-hmm. the Arts, um, for their summer programs for dance for two years straight when I was a teenager. And when I say they are a difference, I thought I grew up in the hood, but nah. Philly like, fans oh, are. They're, they're some, they're they different. They love they their different out there. city. They love, and I thought like, because I always think Brooklyn people love Brooklyn. Like when you meet a Brooklyn person and they're like, I'm from Brooklyn, they just go 30 times hard. Like who cares? But sorry wise. But <laughs> then when you meet a Philly person and they tell you they from Philly, they have the same type of energy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, y'all are just. Really I'm telling you this right from. now. Do you think that Brooklyn fans, I mean, if we had a football team, mm-hmm. you think that Brooklyn fans would have broke the awning of the Ritz-Carlton? After their team won the Super Bowl, because that's what Philly did. Really? They jumped on that awning at the Ritz-Carlton after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and that shit f- crumbled to the ground. Oh, my God. I had- Philly is 
something else. Oh my, that I had no clue. They the, they were swinging on the stop signs and they were hanging off the stoplights. Wait, when's and the they last time Philly won a, a football? A Never. Oh, that's why they're acting <laughs> so. Forward. They went bonkers. Okay, but oh I respect goodness. that they should have. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time coming. It happened, and you know. I didn't know that that they went that hard. So that's what that's why I was gonna say. I'm like, after Meek goes out, like gets out of jail, you know that the Sixers are gonna play hard as hell. I think they lost to Boston yesterday, mm-hmm. but you know they're gonna use the spirit of Meek. Robert Ramik mm-hmm. and come back and be stronger than ever because the Sixers suck. But this year <laughs> they really, really turned it around. They tried. It's, they were you know they like, got all these what? first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> you know what? We want a, a Super Bowl. We have to keep it going. Keep that moment. Keep that yeah, same energy. We gotta keep that same energy mm-hmm. as February. Let's do it the entire you know, year. Yeah, if exactly. they won a, a Super Bowl and a championship, the whole city's gonna burn to the ground. That and I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go. <laughs> the Liberty just, Bell is going to be I'm, missing. Made in America is going to be like um two months after that. So oh, I'm like, God. Yeah. Made in America. I just hope that they, I, it's going to be dusty again. It is because. It's so dusty because it's in the fields. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I'm awful. also 411 and I don't think festivals are I'm not I meant to be at a do. festival. So when when we go see Janet, it's at a festival. And, oh, God. Um, but I told. Are you going to Panorama? Yes. Uh. And I said, like, we have to have VIP mm-hmm. because I can't die. Like, yep. that's my thing. Like, I'm not dying. No one's bum-rushing me when Cardi B comes out because they're super excited. Oh, no, she's not performing and, anymore. Oh, cause right, because she's, she's pregnant. Oh, that sucks. That's kind of reason, like, you half know, the she, reason why I bought my ticket. It was ticket. rough because she, even at um Coachella, she was, she, like, yo. massive, couldn't breathe, was even asthmatic. Even fest- festival. Yeah, Broccoli Bro- City looked a damn mess, sweating. <laughs> she she was looked having cute. A, I liked she her looked outfit. She looked cute, but, but you she know tired. she was tired. She was tired. Stomach all, <gasps> like, hanging and out. And I know oh, you tired thing. Um, when... You stand up and you're leaning a little forward back, but you can't help that because you're just so big. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that my friend was, she was at my house and saying, she's like, she drops this month. And when she was talking to me standing and I'm like, are you leaning? She's like, no, Latrice, I'm standing. And I'm like, Damn. oh, you're just big as fuck. She just really I'm big. just like, you're just fucking huge. Like, okay. Yeah. Cardi had to cut, like, she cut many of her songs short, apparently, at Broccoli City because she's like, I they can't do it. I can't do all How this. How do you breathe with that on Especially your Especially since she's a rapper. Mm-hmm. And rappers, that's a lot of breath yeah. control. Not only like, well, you know, no one's Beyonce and, and hitting it like the Grammys mm-hmm. and singing yeah cardi b's you know relatively new still mm-hmm. this is all very fast and new to her so for her to be like out here like expecting to do all these shows and have a baby in her tummy obviously she's not gonna be able to do no. that shit. she's no beyonce oh not no. yet not mm-hmm. well those would be beyonce but i don't know if not ever <laughs> i was like no those would be beyonce but she'll be the best cardi that she, she can, can be, be. <laughs> shout out to the bronx the best cardi <laughs> that she, she can, can be, be. oh cardi. so yeah um moral of the story Black men are disappointing. Yeah, and it's been a week full of that shit. Yeah, it's a very exhausting. Long Especially the week. first week, Kanye got on Twitter. I was just like, oh god. Yeah, because it was just like all these like fortune cookie esque, like <laughs> tr- fake woke things. Some of them stuffs I retweeted, and I was like, ugh. Now I feel like I need to delete them. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I follow- unfollowed him because he was kind of annoying me. I have to mute him. I still follow him because, like I said, like the music for me is more important. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Sure. So, did you see the post that uh, Snoop Dogg put up, and he wrote that your wives are a reflection of who you are? Yes. What do you feel about that? Um, I don't know how I feel about that in terms of Kanye because I feel like Kim just lets him do whatever he wants. 
But I also feel like when it comes to that, because I feel like he was comparing B and Hove to them. I feel like you know, Be- well, Beyonce is also a black woman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I feel like you know, you didn't you didn't marry a black woman. So- he almost did with Alexis. That was like 15 years ago. Right? No, it wasn't. That was for 808s. That's like okay. part of the reason why they broke up. Um, you- he did the album. I thought that was because of Amber. No, Amber was after Amber and him broke up before my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay, okay, so I'm uh, off with that. Okay, but I so just good albums come from give good from good place. Well, from I feel like a lot of good things come from hurt things. Mm-hmm. I I'm a believe that that sometimes like I'm a I'm a person that something some things can happen for me and because I don't want to deal with it, I'll just create something new or mm-hmm. I'll write something and I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna give this to days or somebody to hey I, I got this idea forget this out mm-hmm. and then they'll be like oh Latrice we did this and I'm just like I'm not at that place anymore <laughs> like I literally <laughs> just figured that out this is, I this did is not want to deal with what was yeah, <laughs> what I was dealing with but yeah I just feel like um when Kim tweets it kind of bothers me because I feel like her opinion to me on rap music, hip hop, just is irrelevant as fuck. <laughs> when she's like, "Oh my god, this album I, is yeah, fire!" When, or or when, like, "You don't, you yeah, just started listening like, to rap." So, so, or like when it's a video of of John Legend and, and Kanye West and Chris Jenner is in a video and she's walking by, uh, and I'm just like, Y'all "I just don't not, want yeah, their input on anything." Like when they got, I like, don't. Th- when they came and they were like trying to stun at Madison Square Garden during like the it's life of like, Pablo, it's stop. like just stop it. Stop. You guys just found out about rap. When, eight seconds ago. In 2012 when they started dating. Like, stop. Like, so that's a little, that's a, things like that bother me a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when she sit here and she comments comments on, on Kanye music or, like, because to me, like, to be very honest with you, if you listen to, Con- if Kim listens to Kanye's Dropout, you could not relate to that album. She nothing sure a part of you, nothing part of you and your entire family can relate about that album. Only thing they can relate to is when they say anything about, like, being rich mm-hmm. or anything directly about the Kardashians. Like, Spaceship. You cannot dare mm-hmm. in your mind be- know what he's talking they've never about worked. in that song. If the manager assaults me again, insults me again, I'll be assaulting, assaulting him. You yep. don't know what that feels like. Because you never or, worked. Or, <laughs> exactly. You never worked before. Or or you working at a store and black people walk in and your your employee or your manager tells you, can you follow them? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, I had to follow them. Like, for what? Because they're black? She like, still know doesn't recognize that her privilege exactly. at Like, you all. don't understand that. Like, when she calls her cornrows, Bo Derek braids. Is this like and bitch. she's like, oh, they're so cute. Like Bo Derek wore them so beautifully. And like, but Bo Derek got it from got us. it from black people. Did or you know in, the, that? in that whole episode of the Kardashians where she was trying to figure out what to do with North's hair because she has North has ethnic hair mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what to do with it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. My whole thing is always like, Kanye, you don't have no female cousins. Mm-hmm. Like where's your where's your family when it comes to these black children? Like ser- like seriously, because Chicago's gonna have ethnic the same hair as thing well. Too. Yeah, like what happened? How was that gonna dynamic? Like we have these, and I'm all for people loving each other. I don't give a shit what color you are. Mm-hmm. But if you are a biracial family and you are black, I'd be damned if I'm your if I if you have a wife and you're not educating her on what you've gone through in your life or. Telling her, like, we have black children. These are things that they need to mm-hmm. and have to know. Like, I, my daughter, I have two daughters, and they're going to have black hair. You should talk to my cousin about getting her hair done. Mm-hmm. Because she did, she doesn't have Armenian hair. Her hair's not going to be yeah, long like and you, silky. Mm-hmm. Like, it might be long, but that silky shit is not going to work with North Yeah, you can't, like, always slick him in those 
bent those, back ponytails no, every girl. time. Like, North's hair can't always do that. Do you not see how Blue be rocking her shit? Blue is Blue out be, here girl, just girl, being my little Capricorn easy, be out easy, here beautiful, stunting. bad little baby. They- I love. Seriously, seriously, Blue like, is just you out here. Stand out here like Blue. You know, if Blue, if Blue and North switch places, Blue would just be like, "Uh, what do you want to put in my hair now? Yeah, like, huh? get out of here. No, get that texturizer out of here. Where's my mom? Is that a kitty perm? Uh, you better k- k- keep it away. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, no, like don't. Not Blue here. would not be having Mm-mm. that. She'll North, I feel like would just scream. Yeah, I feel like North just screams. First of all, when I was seeing that picture of of them at the fashion show and North is crying, and Beyonce has like her shoulder and it's Anna Wintour and everybody, I'm just like, that's the picture of the. Y'all are all famous, old. Y'all are all like popular, but it's that one girl. Y'all are just like this girl, and you know that. Like, Beyonce oh, it's just that. Yeah, it's like that. This is that one girl. You're just like, I can't. I don't care for her, and that's Kim. Like, and, and your fucking kids. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, my ass would have been like, you really brought your kid here to like uh, your front row, bitch. And like, Anna why you in here? Wintour is just, you know, she's not that kind of woman nope. who would just put up with that. No, nah, I'm, I'm not. Regardless, and I'm not like, even rich. I don't care if Anna Wintour and Kanye are friends or. Anna Wintour and Kim, whatever. You don't do that. You don't nope. disrespect Anna Wintour Mm-mm. at her own Not damn only show. That, I'm a person that I feel like kids should only go where kids should go. Kids should be seen. <laughs> yeah, like where kids, kids are supposed sh- to be, be seen. seen. And I feel like at a fashion week in New York City front row fashion show when you're uh, like six months old. You're, yeah, like you don't you don't belong there. I'm super selfish. If I'm dressed up for the front row, I'm not holding a baby because then again, you can't see my full outfit. Mm-hmm. How that's going to happen? Like, I'm one of, I'd have been thinking that far. I'd be like, my child couldn't be here because like, they can't see my whole outfit. Yeah, Chris has all this free time. She could have taken care of the baby. Thank you. Like, nannies, babysitters. They could have figured that out. How many siblings are there? Rob no, could have done it. He didn't have there's China or Dream. Before, all of them had uh-huh. kids. I wonder if Kendall's ever going to have children. I doubt it, though. I feel like Kendall's too into her career. Yeah, I think she's also one of my favorite, her and Courtney. I think those are, I like those two the best because they're the most normal. Mm-hmm. Although Kendall just doesn't think sometimes, and that's frustrating. Uh, like, she does things and you're like, <laughs> she's like, oh, wait, my bad. I'm like, yeah, my bad. You've already done it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you already did like, it. Like, my bad is way late. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't have done it. I also have a theory that Kylie is not taking care of that child. She just had it because she wanted to play house. And mm-hmm. she's like, I, but, ooh, my esthetician was like, oh, she she actually said a really good point. She basically said, like, you know, Kylie has been famous since, what, 10, mm-hmm. 11? She didn't have a childhood. So she's like, oh, you know, I'm a mogul. I have all this money. The next logical step is for me to be a real money. woman mm-hmm. and be a mom. But, you know, she's still a kid. I don't think she's taking care of that child. I think she – and the, I hate – oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a segment at the end called Unpopular Opinions. So mm-hmm. This is I don't think is an unpopular opinion, so I'm going to say it now. I hate when people take pictures with their babies with a Snapchat filter. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's so I also frustrating. Hate, I also hate when people take pictures of themselves when they're in the hospital. Yes. Or like. Like we have to you know are, everything. You have your selfie and you really want people to see that. Your you IVs. To an and, IV. and I'm just uh, like. 
why do you want people to why can't you just like, try to get better or have a child in peace or like do y'all do y'all not have any boundaries when it comes to your personal Never. lives like I'm just what are so you, like I'm sorry I'm also a person that hates hospitals so you'd be damned if I'm a flaunt that I'm in one mm-hmm. like I'm not doing that that was like I think this for me that's when the straw was drawn when DJ Khaled videotaped his wife giving birth see <laughs> but that's like I watch Invasion I, I, of Privacy I take my um I, I have my share of Ratchet TV and I watch Love and Hip Hop all the time and I was watching Love and Hip Hop in Atlanta and one of the character's son died and the carriage was at the fucking funeral and i was like you gotta be kidding me like how much was that check that child cut to do that because me and my sister was talking and i was like if my son died and i was on reality tv you gotta cut me at least a, uh, like like a, at least five million for you to bring them cameras in here mm-hmm. like i'm sorry like this is beyond personal privacy it's, it's beyond personal this is some real shit and you really brought some cameras at the funeral i was like yeah mona you block yeah you're, you're crazy but yeah, Kylie is definitely not taking care of that child. I'll I like tell Kendall, you that though. right now. Kendall's, what? I like Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. And I really is think cool. I like Courtney because she's probably just as, as small as me. And she represents. <laughs> yeah, she's, and very she's the little. oldest child. She seems like she has the most common sense. Yeah, and she. Um, I used to watch Except Kardashians. For the, she's heavy. dating like a twenty-four year old. Yeah, now, and then so she also cool. dated Scott for way too long that she was should have. I watched the Kardashians when it first would come out, and she's the only one that, to me, was very. She kept it. I think she was Chloe, the only one that went to college. Yeah, and then that graduated and everything. No shade to anyone who didn't go to college, but <laughs> but it is important. Yeah, but she definitely went. And besides, Chloe always keeping it in a buck with them and and bringing them back to reality. Like, no, we're not doing that. I always thought Courtney was very didn't give a fuck about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a person that I, I've watched. With other people, when people talk about myself, she's very, she has no sympathy for others. <laughs> and and I realized that because she tell, she'll, she'll tell you in interviews, like, I tell my sisters all the time, don't cry in front of me. Because she doesn't know how to, ex- like, she doesn't know how to express the fact that you're sad in front of her. And I respect <laughs> stop that. Stop being sad. Yeah, like, stop being sad, don't cry. Or, like, it's an episode where she laughed at Kim the entire time. Because, oh, when she dropped her phone. Yeah, because she dropped, in yes. the ocean. She's like, Kim, there are people that are dying. <laughs> <laughs> and literally did not give a fuck that she lost thousand dollar earrings. She was like, Kim, like, what, like, stop. there are worse things that are happening in the world. And I love that she did that, like, because you're right. Like, Kim there's there people dying. You worrying about earrings, girl. And then Kira says to her, "That's why we have insurance. Why are you still crying? Like, you have insurance on your on your thousand dollar pair of earrings, girl. Relax. Mm-mm-mm. It's okay. My mom would have been like, you don't have no more. Like, <laughs> your earring is gone. It's gone. You can buy some more later." Mm-hmm. Well, this was a jam-packed talk of the yes, time. I really I appreciated it. it. So now we're going to questions with the guests. Okay. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Okay. So I'm from the Bronx, 28. Um, I work for uh, Day Summit. So Day Summit is an organization that basically gives back to um, high school students. And we have our annual summit every year, which is during the CUNY spring break. Um, so we just finished our third annual summit, which was um, April 2nd to the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I'm the editor-in-chief of their website. So I make sure we have content and uh, material throughout the year until our festival comes along and we start building um, for that every year. Awesome. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's your creative background? So um, I danced most of my life. Um, so from three to about 22 uh, I trained in ballet, modern, and contemporary. Nice. Um, I also, in the midst of doing that, I could never work because I had a, um, my mom had me on a full strict dance schedule um, till, I, till I left college. So um, 
I would always collect magazines and things like that. So my godmother bought me a, a subscription to Vibe. Oh. And from, from she bought me Vibe only. And as I got that every month for like years. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of that, I would uh, buy my own XXL in the source. Mm-hmm. And then as time went by, when Complex first came out, then I was buying Complex. So I was pushing out like 20 bucks, 25 bucks a month for like a bunch of magazines. I still have all my magazines from like 98 to maybe wow. 2010 for all those publications oh till this day. So um, that's where I would get my like writing skills from. Or I also hated to read growing up. I thought reading was like not something I like, no. So <laughs> my that's what, where the magazines came in because my godmother knew that I didn't like to read. But when I would go to her house, that's what I did read. Mm-hmm. So she gave me those and that's how I got like my music knowledge up. And I knew way too much at 11 about music and things like that. And dancing... Because I dance different types of dance and not your normal hip hop and tap and all that stuff that mm-hmm. I hated, um, I was always drawn to different types of genres of music because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got like music based from and wanted to learn everything about that and just reading a lot and dancing. Like dancing really took my creativity and my confidence to do that mm-hmm. to another level because dancing, you know, you got to be kind of fearless, especially in ballet. It's a totally different world than hip hop. I am not a ballerina. At all, my I was a gymnast first, and mm-hmm. you know, gymnasts aren't always we're small and like agile, but we're not built for ballet. We no. have like, but you guys are always big uh, shoulders, yeah. And <laughs> ballet is turned thin, and gymnastics is turned out. turned out. And um, I know people who try to do transitions, like they want their ballerines and they want to be gymnasts, and it's like you literally have to change your whole muscle structure mm-hmm. in yep. your body. Was not built for, for that it. to yeah, was like to do that. Like it. you have to go through probably three, four years of training before you do anything, just so your muscles can literally turn around mm-hmm. in your as crazy as, as that sounds that's what is happening but um and i was like always oh, only black girl in my dance classes and stuff like that so me being fearless and you know trying to take creative to another level or trying to convince my dance teachers that i want to dance to impossible by kanye west and twister and keisha cole mm-hmm. and i want to do a contemporary dance and me having to give her a a, a real like presentation on why i should choreograph this piece for my class like mm-hmm. things like that i would do and i took pride in doing that like oh german bitch you want me to <laughs> do a present oh you got the right one i'll do a presentation on why i should choreograph this piece so that's where like most of my creativity came from and my twin's a geek so she read a lot and she would tell me everything she reads detail from detail and i mm-hmm. would listen so that's how i got a lot of like knowledge and I hated school, so that's how I did a lot of... I did everything outside of school that I needed to do for what I wanted to do without disappointing my parents because I hated school, if that makes sense. <laughs> so you're also um, <laughs> the founder of Who Did You Meet? Yes. So explain a little bit about Who Did You Meet? Okay, so Who Did You Meet is um, a networking event that I created in 2015. Um, so basically, um, I used to work for um, a, a old woman a company called Domino Media. It's actually how I met Wise. Um, and I met them and we were like rooming for a, a while or whatever the case may be. And then we um, departed. And then I started working for Blame Ebro um, from Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And um, they would send me on like a lot of events and I would cover um, Who's Next Live every month for them. I would do a little, I would do interviews here and there and I would write for them sometimes and do um, interviews and when I would go to these places I would realize that it's very clicky mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm a, I do that as well. Like I'll go to events with my girls and we'll all work in the industry and we'll just go together just to go together. Cause it's food, drinks and we're chilling, mingling, but we're not really networking. We're not really mm-hmm. pushing our foot forward to meet other people. So I decided that I wanted to create a networking event where it's mandatory and you kind of have to um, mingle and talk to people that you did not come there with. So when you come into the event, um, the first thing you get is this color coded guide. Um, and every color represents um a different bunch of occupations. So, um, say red, it will be editor, writer, journalist, blogger, vlogger, podcast host in that type of range. And mm-hmm. then we have um it will be five different colors for those type of um groups and whatever your occupation is you get to you have to put on the wristband so then Ah. we'll play yeah so um that's when you know if i didn't know who you are and you have all these colors i can i can i can either look on the guy that i have and be like oh so which one of the colors that you actually do and then that will make us connect and talk to each other um i also realized that if you go to a networking event you know i can be talking to somebody who's a comedian but i do nothing with when it comes to putting you on television and I'm an editor so I really can't help you when it comes to TV so not saying that our conversation was pointless but it didn't help either of us you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so trying to get people to connect with the right person the right way and some people don't know how to network people don't know how to approach other people um I call myself a person that's an introvert but I in a a setting where I have to talk I am good at it Mm -hmm. um and I'm good at approaching you I'm good at sliding in DMs also for business like if you know and I feel like people are sometimes scared to do certain things when it comes to especially in person like social media is a thing where we can hide behind our phone and be good oh absolutely you know I I see people all the time that I I see on Twitter that you followed me two days ago, but you just like walked past me. But my ass is like, hey, aren't yep. you at And then they're and like mad shy like, yeah, about they're it. Like, oh, what? Like, dude, don't what me. You just followed me two days ago. So mm-hmm. it's just things like that that I've noticed and just trying to get people to talk to each other more that, you know, that people that you just don't know. It's not being up. so clicky and feeling like you need this like approval from these one group of people that, mm-hmm. that because you know, everybody goes to certain events and only these certain people events and things like that. So I just wanted to be able to bring creatives together mm-hmm. in a professional setting to mingle and network with the right people. Were there any issues that arose when you first started? Who did you meet? Um, I didn't actually have my first issue, big issue to me until my third event um, where I kind of put other people in charge of things that I shouldn't have. Um, and I should have just did things on my own mm-hmm. um, like I normally do. Um, I also learned in the last two years of working with Day Summit and having Who Did You Meet and, you know, coming from a media company where we kind of like broke up. I've learned a lot about myself and how I handle situations and how I work with others. Mm -hmm. I also had to learn that people aren't me. Like people don't work like me. Um, people don't think of things as quickly as I do. I'm a person that I always say I can multitask. I can, I'm very quick on my feet mm-hmm. and sarcasm is my best language when things are not going right. So when I've learned that people might not be as efficient as I am mm-hmm. or as um, proactive, like I think if, if you work with a team of people and you're not proactive, you're kind of useless. Like, like you're straight up. Yeah. Though. You're, you're kind of useless. <laughs> like if you're just here ready to do your job, like I get that. But if you see the team needs help and you're not about to be put proactive, then you're kind of useless. Thank you for what you do. But you know, you're not being a team player to me. And, you know, I've learned Who that. Run along. Yeah, like, you're good. Um, I learned that everybody doesn't think that way. Um, everybody does not know what it's like. 
everyone does not know what it means to work in a team. Mm-hmm. And because I've danced and you, you know, you've danced, so you know that, you know, you fuck Collaboration up. Collaboration If you fuck up, we, we all, all fuck look up. a mess. We all look a mess. You're like, only if as you, strong as your yes, weakest link. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, if you ain't get that eight count, then bitch, we all look like we didn't get that eight count. <laughs> like, that's how <laughs> it is. And the worst thing about that is like, your eye always goes to the person who messes up. Uh, exactly. So it's like, okay, oh shit, like she messed up and now like the whole audience is on her and now that's, it's a reflection of all of us. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that, you know, I had to take a step back sometimes when I'm angry or frustrated or highly annoyed to, you know, walk away or read that text message or email and get back to it 45 minutes later because how I want to react right now is not the most um, smart and appropriate type Mm -hmm. of thing. So, yeah, that's what I've learned about doing events and just working with other people. And I actually, for Day Summit, I I do, I curate two, I curate panels for the summit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did, three panels that you were on and this was my first time hiring a social media intern to help me mm. and that was really hard for me to be able to let that responsibility mm-hmm. go and um she's from connecticut she came up here for the festival she's 19 and i also felt good i gave like a 19 year old an opportunity and she's like her second time coming from new front coming to new york city and she Aww. like stayed in brooklyn and i was like oh my god i feel like i did something for like i actually got a somebody to want to do something or made them excited to do something so that was like an accomplishment that i realized that um i want to do more of mm-hmm. and also one of my interns for a day summit invited me to his graduation Aww. i was at work ready to tear up crying like oh my god they were like what's wrong i was just like give me a minute <laughs> and he was like what's wrong i was like nothing i'm just really excited like i would have never thought somebody like one uh, an intern or That's would sweet. invite me to their graduation so um just things like that i realized that that i'm put on earth to do like give opportunities to others and help other people that's awesome. Thank you. So also, there's also um, some more great news. Mm-hmm. You are the editor-in-chief. Oh, yes. Of Indicated. the ICN. Yes. It's so crazy because um, I've known Wise for so long. Maybe since I was 23, I'm going to say I met Wise. I met Avery at 22. So when I, maybe like around 23. And I always admired Wise and his work. I think I tell you this all the time. But I always admire his work. And I'm like, oh, my God, Wise. Like, I love him. I think he's so dope. So for when he asked me to be a part, I was just like, I hope you didn't think I would ever say no. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like duh. Like, of course I would do that. <laughs> of course I would. Um, I have no problem doing that. I honestly think anything Wise asked me for, I would probably <laughs> I would probably do good or bad. Like, oh, you you want to do that? Oh, it's not the best thing to do, but I'm down. Like, I'm good. <laughs> we'll do that. So I'm excited. It's new work. I'm excited. I didn't know um, that I was good at being an editor and running a team of people mm-hmm. to write. Um, which I which day summit taught me that I was good at doing. I love making presentations for my writers for mm-hmm. like new projects that we're gonna do and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see where I can take this and build from it. And I also think it would help me go back into loving podcasts like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a podcast panel last year for Day Summit, um, and I didn't do one this year. So when people were asking me, like on Twitter, um, maybe like around March before the festival, asking me how come, like, is there a podcast panel? And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I really did. I really stopped listening to podcasts for like almost a year. And it was really hard for me to want to put 
podcasts on a panel and I didn't listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of unfair for me yeah. to say to you, like, hey, come be on my podcast and <laughs> I, don't I know meet you, you in person <laughs> and I have no clue what the concept of your podcast yeah. is about. So I couldn't do that this year. And I'm hopefully next year I can I can do something and do something bigger with podcasts for um, next year's summit. So with this, I'm just hoping that it will help me transition all of that within the next year. How else are you hoping that ICN can grow under your tutelage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm all about creating traffic to a website Mm -hmm. and making sure I know what audience that we have that is going to want to read what we're talking about when it comes to podcasts. So I feel like once I get my groove into knowing what the audience is is and what type of podcast they like I feel like I can be I can help us grow in numbers when it comes to our audience and be able to bring more people to what this network is um I also give people a spiel about this network Mm -hmm. when they tell me they have own podcasts I'm like oh my friend has his own network you should contact him and I'm always telling them like having a podcast especially when I talk, talk to people about wanting a podcast like that takes a lot of work it is you know how tired i am every week (laughs) it takes a lot of work like having someone a producer an audio like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. like when i worked with dominant media um janelle and avery they were really good at audio and i was just like girl no just put the mic in front of me i don't know nothing y'all are doing behind those boards and i'm good like i don't want to learn like that's not something i (laughs) ignorance like like, i'm good like i'm not about to sit here and play myself so with that happening, I'm just like, oh, so now I'm doing this. I can learn all aspects of, of about podcasts, period, with not just writing and doing reviews on them or getting other people to do reviews or giving their um, opinion statements on things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited just to see where this can grow. I watched Day Summit grow in a year, so I'm just excited to... I know things like that are possible, so I'm just excited to see where that happens. Day Summit was really cool. Thank I you. enjoyed like being there. It was nice to see people in the audience who genuinely seemed interested. In what it is. Yeah. I also love doing the panels because I make sure... so. Um, the podcast, no, the media personality panel and the all male panels, the only panels I knew everybody. Mm-hmm. I knew everyone on those, um, on the panelists. I've known them. I have relationships with all of them. Your panel with all male, I never met any of you. Mm-hmm. So I try to make that a point in one of my panels. Like I get to meet new people. Um, I love hiring my friends, but I can't always hire my friends. So I was just like, oh shit, I'm about to put a group of women together that never met each other. I don't think. And I literally never met any of them, any of you except for Ebony. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that, not to say this as fucked up as it is, but my intern, Rachel, she was a part of the panel. Um, she was a girl. last minute, as sweet girl. It was, she was a last minute add-on. And I really wanted it to be like an all-black woman, female panel. But I couldn't tell her no. So I was just like, how am I going to like spin this to make it still women and not just have it as a race? Because I have this one girl on there, but still sneak in my all black questions that I wanted to be asked. So that was like a that was one challenge that I did have this this time around with day summer. I was like, oh, shit, like I want to put all black women on the title and everything. But then I have Rachel on there, and I'm like, I can't do that to her. But Rachel gave some great I love Rachel. First of all, Rachel's hands down top three interns I've ever had in my life. She was everything. She literally came here from, I forgot what state she's from, like six months prior for being on, like, Dayson was her first job coming to New York City and everything. And she she actually stopped interning for us two months before days started. 
for the summit started mm-hmm. um she did like a, her last month with us and then she had a she got a new job and i was like one like she when she told she sent me her like her two weeks notice email like i was heartbroken Aww. i was like wait i called her I was like are you for real like this is a real email <laughs> Why are you really leaving? i was like you're really leaving she was like she's don't make me cry at work i was like no for real for real for real like you're like top three interns i've ever had like you're she was one of those people that i would look into having an intern like being proactive wanting to do more um wanting to learn more she stayed after all the meetings and asked a thousand questions which i love i'm a question i, I will ask you a thousand questions so when people be like i will have no questions i'm just like how so you know everything like how you don't have no questions so she was just great rachel was awesome she was so dope i wish her all the best a cool chick one last question. What is like your highest goal? My highest goal? When it comes to what though? When it comes to being a creative. Okay. Um, I want my highest goal is to be a for who did you meet who did you meet to be able to create jobs for other people mm-hmm. um with from other brands. So I I would like to be able to say that someone got hired through a who did you meet event Mm -hmm. because they met this person and they connected with each other. They got their resume. They did an interview and then they got hired. Like that's my goal with who did you meet? I want to be able to create different jobs for people that don't know how to approach a job or, or get a job or, or is relying on the internet to find them a job or relying on the fact that you got to go in through Indeed and LinkedIn and mm-hmm. all these places. And I, I hate LinkedIn. Yeah, I, LinkedIn is just too much for me that the process of my own profile is a lot, I feel like. <laughs> so I can't. It's just too I, much. I, I can't. It's a lot. So I, I've got, and I'm saying that because I've gotten like regular jobs, like bullshit jobs off of me walking in there and just talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I got into doing what I'm doing today because I had a conversation with somebody I worked with at a restaurant, um, me telling him that I used to dance and things like that. And me basically bragging about how organized I am and how like my life is just like super in order and I know how to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And I was bragging to him about that. And he was like, oh, you should meet my manager, Avery, and um, and help her out and be her assistant. And that's how I got to where I am today, literally by talking to, talking shit to somebody at my not talking shit but just talking to, that yeah talk. talking my yeah like <laughs> basically telling him what i think i'm capable of doing and he believed me mm-hmm. shout out to lucive and he believed me and that's how that happened so if i feel like if i can do that and that's not and i've gotten plenty of jobs that way like mm-hmm. plenty of jobs i got my blink evil job stalking gia peppers like i that's how i got that how do we get that girl on this show is she too busy is she too fly for this show <laughs> Okay, let's do it. She's dope. I love Gia. <laughs> I met her the one time. Yeah, Gia's. Oh, well, let's get let's They're get cool. her done. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how I got my jobs. So I feel like if I can do that, then I can create that type of confidence and space for other people. I love it. Thank you. I love when people help people. Yeah, and I love when people. I also learned that I'm really good at helping others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned that when I worked with Dominator Media or. You know, at the Dominion Media split, when Avery would ask me to do, like, small things for her, like, I realized those small things mattered to her company, and I can help you with that. Or even when days when Scott approached me about Day Summit, mm-hmm. I realized, like, oh, that's just me helping a startup brand. Um, with Artlum, that was Nate asking me to help him, and I was a startup brand. Like, I know I can give elements to a startup brand and leave that brand and be like, okay, y'all good, and just go to the next one. That's what I ultimately want to do. 
Like, awesome. I'll stay at a brand for, like, three months and then leave y'all. Like, okay. <laughs> it was my work fun. Here, my work here is oh, done. Oh, what was that video? It's like, I had fun. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had fun. This was cool. I'm out. Like, I did my job here until the next year. Sayonara. I'll see yeah. I'm good. Love it. So, we have an update. Mm-hmm. Kanye West tweeted about the, um, the slavery comment, and he said... The reason why I bought up the 400 years point is because we can't be mentally imprisoned for another 400 years. We need free thought now. Even the statement was an example of free thought. It was just an idea. Now, no. Because slavery is not mental imprisonment. That type of slavery he was talking about is not mental imprisonment. imprisonment. Then he had the nerve to say that it was a, he said, shit, if you was in slavery for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Like, are you for real? Like, <sighs> just so like, uh, so just oh my god! So like, like really, Kanye? It's like, just only that yo, not, your mom you was a professor, and the thing she would be disappointed as fuck. As I, like, I don't care what you tell me. Even your mom in would the be Charlemagne interview, he was like, "Oh no, my mom probably would have voted for Trump." I'm like, you know, Donda well, West would not have voted for Trump, and if she it. was still here today, you wouldn't have voted for him either, no. or wanted to vote for him because mm-hmm. he said he didn't even vote. He said he didn't vote. He didn't vote. He said if he had voted. He would have voted for Trump. And now he's like obsessed with Donald oh, Trump. He makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's very stressful. It's just like, like, it just, I'm tired of this free thought nonsense. But like, don't, don't cover your, the fuckery that you're saying and calling it free thought. Like, what's his name from TMZ? Van? Harvey Levin? Or, oh, Van, Van. Van. He said, he said, no, actually, I don't think you're thinking freely. I think you're doing think the you're opposite thinking, of that. You're like, thinking just without any, thoughts at all you're just you're just talking talking you're literally saying, just talking you're just spewing nonsense but that's like typical gemini shit though i'm sorry i have an old <sighs> i have a lot of gemini friends and my older sister is a gemini and it's to a point where i just feel like y'all knowledge is talking because you like to hear yourselves talk and you think you're right say it again you like to hear yourself talking <laughs> and you think you're right. <laughs> and you're not. And it's like, and it's okay that you're not right. And it's okay that somebody else might be right. Like, Someone had the nerve. We were talking about how Gemini men are like problematic. And then they're like, oh, but Gemini God, women man. are like totally fine. And I just looked at her and I'm like, <clears throat> you're just saying that from a Gemini woman standpoint, but you, that is a lie. I don't, okay. I'm a Leo. Oh, okay. And our traits are stereotypically negative. Facts. But I have noticed mm-hmm. are you a july or august i'm august i'm okay. dead smack in the middle of leo season so i'm like not like going anywhere 17th. august 6th oh yeah so i'm not going anywhere i'm not i don't <laughs> have any cancer i have, have no virgo i'm leo mm-hmm. this is what you get so like that's how i am about i'm a i'm a full capricorn full I'm january 11th <laughs> i am smack you are the peanut butter and jelly shit. part yeah. of like the i sandwich. am not no aquarius no sad nope nope I'm none right of that there. but like i've noticed that like Gemini's are narcissists. Oh yeah. Like I didn't notice it and then I started to see how bad it really was. Mm-hmm. Damn. But I I notice more narcissistic behavior in the men than the women. Now um, I see more mm, mm, well Kanye and Trump obviously are narcissists, mm-hmm. but then there's like people I know, I'm not going to call them out, mm-hmm. but the ones I'm talking about in my head heavy female narcissists. Really? Like it's bad. I know, I know, it's very bad. I know more men that way. Like to the point where I had to mute these women. 
really? on Twitter because they're just like always they're just speaking their mind, but just wanting to see who agrees with them to see that they're right or to see that they're smart or they're thinking. The, like so, just, my problem with people like that is, is that so people who are narcissists and passive aggressive people, we always don't ever get along mm-hmm. because I attack your passive aggressiveness because i know you're being passive about it and i'm nowhere near passive about my aggressiveness if i'm gonna be aggressive <laughs> we're, gonna do, we're gonna do this ain't no passive yeah i know passive about this so if you about to be passive aggressive now i'm gonna i'm gonna question that and i'm gonna pick at it now you want to sit here and be a narcissist and think i'm about to agree and, and feed that ego Mm-mm. no oh, sis we can play this game no i'm not no sis no i'm not i'm be looking at you like you're fu- and i'm questioning everything you say because i don't believe you you know what you're i wrong. also noticed that gemini's do <laughs> they're like you know the people who are like um lay low and build like don't mm-hmm. tell anybody about your business gemini's are just like i got this project mm-hmm. and i'm, I'm gonna doing- slay the world and that's i'm like Kanye. oh like you sat there and said you had all these things that you're doing on with calabasas and so frustrating your like, everyone always like needs that. to know about your shit and i'm like we actually Yo, don't only reality i'm a person that tells you straight like i didn't give a shit for that, that information like <laughs> that's not something i needed i'm good it's just like oh, no no i'm like oh you talking to me oh you thought i i wanted to hear that see this is why i, was, I like beyonce because she, she doesn't tell shit. anything until it happens that's like earth sign shit she's an earth sign thank the earth sign lords she <laughs> doesn't say anything and she's about her shit like let me tell you something about virgos my top three virgos kobe bryant because he's a god Michael Jackson because and Beyonce. Duh. <laughs> they them three are if I tell anybody if you want to see somebody dominate their craft, watch them. Like mm-hmm. watch Kobe Bryant documentaries, watch every Michael Jackson video that you can possibly find about him talking about Always what on, he does for a living. Mark, on the money. Like you'll be like you'll be soaked soaked into that and so inspired by it. It's just like, okay, so basically what I've been doing with my life is nothing. Mm-hmm. And what I thought I was working, I thought I was working hard. Clearly I'm not. That's mm-hmm. how I feel every time. When I watched the first Kobe Bryant documentary and I was like, oh, I thought I was doing something with my life. But clearly I'm not working that <laughs> I, I hard. guess I'm actually I mean, worthless. Yeah, it's like, I guess I'm doing <laughs> nothing with my life. Like, and honestly, like, I love how, like, she stays quiet and then you don't hear about it or see it until it happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I'm starting to try to implement that in my own life like when i interview certain people mm-hmm. no one knows about it till it happens and i post about it i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah i interviewed so-and-so here read it that's i'm like Enjoy. it's a way to live life no seriously like you don't, no. have to, you don't have to announce everything and i'm a pretty private person to begin with anyway so i'm just like no one needs to know no and i also am very self-aware so i'm like i know when people are going to care and when people are not so certain things i just keep to myself because mm-hmm. i'm just like no one gives a damn why am I wasting my time telling you this? Exactly. When I know you really don't give a shit. Precisely. So the third segment of the show mm-hmm. is my favorite segment. It's called Unpopular Opinions. Okay. So you just, you know, give an unpopular opinion and we talk about it. Hmm. My unpopular opinion. It's not to do a be about it music. It be about anything. Okay. Anything I don't in the think world. Steinfeld is funny. No, it isn't. It's terrible. Okay. Thank you. I think it's Our terrible. editor-in-chief last week, we were talking about, we were doing something for... Um, a project that we're working on and we're adding like all these classic like black films and movies and stuff and they're like how oh, we can add some white stuff too and he's like how about Seinfeld and we're like why Seinfeld's not funny and they're like oh it's so it's like a, the right kind of dry humor I'm like no yeah. I I know dry humor yeah, and, that and that's it. not it and it's funny because I love Kirby Enthusiasm Kirby Enthusiasm cracks me first up. of all okay so I tell people this all the time about me I'm a person, I get very influenced by things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a heavy influence on me. So, like, 
certain things I couldn't listen to before I went to school when I was younger. Like I used to listen to TLC's fan mail album, Heavy. And there's a song on there called Good at Being Bad. Mm-hmm. And they're basically talking about how they fuck niggas over. <laughs> and <laughs> they don't give a shit. And I used to listen to that song and like go to like my, I used to go to Bronx Dance Academy, which was a, a middle school for dance. Mm-hmm. And I used to be in school walling. Like walling the fuck <laughs> out. So like certain things I can't. Listen to so Kirby Enthusiasm is a show that I don't watch before I go to work because it heightens my sarcasm to a thousand. So like when I'm at work and I deal with dumb white people and they're talking to me and I just watched another dumb white person shit on white people and I'm just like, I should not watch Kirby before I go to work because I want to say something so sarcastic and asshole to you right now and, and I cannot work out that way. I can't and that's like certain things I just I don't watch wrestling before I go anywhere. So then you're gonna be all mad aggressive. That I want to be aggressive, especially if I hang out with my my godbrothers and my nephews. Like I'm gonna clothesline everybody. See, like, like I, I can't <laughs> do that when I like. <sighs> Usually, it's just like I stay in a pumped up mood when mm-hmm. I when something like that happens. So, like in the morning, I listen. <laughs> in the morning, I listen to Trina. You do every <laughs> single morning. I'm like, this is how I I feel. I feel like Wait, Trina. What song do you listen to every single day? <laughs> I listen to like either a different Trina song or mm-hmm. Rick Ross. Really, my frequent out of the Trina songs is probably the baddest bitch because it just like it just, makes me feel good as um, a woman I'm also, it makes you really feel like you can do whatever the fuck also you a want. big fan of pull over because like I just feel confident <laughs> and then when I want to listen to Rick Ross I usually listen to oh man I love Dead Presidents off the new album oh, yeah. I feel very confident when I listen to that and then otherwise I listen to Hustlin' like all the time oh yeah the remix <laughs> um is it I think so, yeah. I love the remix. I just feel confident when I hear it. So lately, I'm, I like I was telling you, I've been in the gym for the past two weeks, and <laughs> for um, the past two weeks, and I've been because I have title. I listen to um, a lot of so I can I can watch Made in Beyonce's Made in America mm-hmm. over and over and over. It's so good, and I've been watching that when I was on a treadmill, and I'm just like. I'm just too fucking hype right now. <laughs> like to the point where I have to put the speed up to to match my my like I, how excited I am watching this. Or like at the Beachella, I watched it. I found the link and I watched it over again. And I was just like, I'm going to work right now. So hype for no reason. Just I don't even want to fucking like be there. Blessed. And I'm just, I just feel like I was blessed. I Every one of my coworkers came to work that day dead. All the white girls was like, Latrice, thank you for telling us that they were going to live stream it on YouTube. I was like, yeah, because you stayed up to 2 o'clock in you the morning. You need to get your blessing. Yeah, like, like I did. And I came to work happy. I was tired as fuck, but I was happy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're blessed. You're blessed. All the women in here you're were blessed. blessed. You're blessed. <laughs> we're blessed. My only two black coworkers, I was like, y'all are really blessed. <laughs> like, we're in, in here. Thank you, Beyonce. I was dead the next morning, girl. I couldn't believe I stayed I, up that long. I did not stay up, but I found the link um, like after I was re- well rested. So I went home. I was in Rhode Island with my friends. And I went home back to New Jersey, took a shower, laid in bed, let the computer buffer. I just sat and watched Beyonce when I was well rested. Really? Be- I, I felt so, to be so very much To be honest better. with you, I went home. I took a nap. I set my alarm for one thirty. Oh, my God. Um, woke up my sister we rolled up we literally let it play the entire time and then we heard it and we came in our room jamming we had the lights on and everything like going off in our room dancing my mom walks in from going out because she thinks she's the shit and because it's like 2 30 in the morning and because when my mom comes home late me and my sister are like 
where can you possibly be coming from? But she comes in and she's like, why y'all like, come on. Like, what are y'all doing? We're like, it's Beyonce. She's like, oh, for real? And then she just joins in on the party. And then that's how our night went. And I'm the only one that worked the next day. And I was just like, I'm going to go sleep for an hour because I work. I get up at 5.30 <laughs> for work the next day. And I was like, but it was well, well, well worth it, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So back to Seinfeld really fast. Now, is it the writing that you don't think is funny or like the characters or the execution? I just think um, the execution, like the jokes don't land for me. And the sarcasm doesn't land either. That's how I feel about How I Met Your Mother. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite shows. Oh my god, I ugh. that was like my second unpopular opinion of the Are show. Are you kidding me? Barney Simpson is a genius. No, I think that it has a laugh when it like it has a laugh track. So I'm like, oh, I was I supposed to laugh at that? Okay, so it's I just too, realized the, the humor's too fast, it but it's is like fast. not funny to me. Okay, so I, I also didn't realize how important laugh tracks were because I laugh. I also laugh at everything. So to me, I didn't realize that how much your mother has that oh it's so obvious i don't girl. know so i also watched it i also watched it's the so show. obvious i watch the show way too much like if you i know every episode Ugh. like i'm 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 a thirst bucket for barney stinson i can't even sit here in front like i'm not like i love him i think he's a because in in reality if if that he would Neil be Patrick my friend Harris. yeah no he would 100 percent be one of my good friends because i have friends that act like him so i know for a fact like if i had his narcissist because he's a narcissist on another level in the mm-hmm. show i would have an i would have him as a friend just because he would make me laugh all day and i know he's gonna come to wherever we are with a whole nother story that i love i can't believe you don't like that show see i like dry humor like i love the office oh the office i just started everything. rewatching again for the like the office third time everything. what's your favorite episode <laughs> Because I was telling my sister um, how much I... The episode where... <laughs> I think, honestly, it's the episode where Stanley had a heart attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was... Or when Stan... Like, when he's like... When he gets all worked up and yes. yells at Michael. Oh, he's oh, like, he, did oh, I stutter? Oh, when he told... <laughs> when it was pretzel day and... Um, yes! He was like, uh-uh. He was like, uh-uh. To the back. Like, don't play that, that was, shit. Honestly, Stanley is a national oh, treasure. he's a... Na- oh, my God. Is he? He's so Is he? Funny. When he... um And I'm watching... My friend was at my house yesterday and she never really watched The Office. And I was like, girl, you want to laugh and you pregnant? We're going to watch The Office. So I put on an episode where... um. Michael is describing the picture on the wall by Stanley's desk. And he's like, yeah, that pretty little girl in the Catholic school outfit looking all good. And he's like, yo, that's his that's daughter. His daughter. He was like, that's my daughter you talking about? Like, Stanley has his authority. And I think it's like because he's the black man in the office. When he gets that, like, that, that bass in the voice, bass. it's like, don't fuck with him. Stanley, oh, man, especially not on pretzel day. Oh, I love him. He was like, uh-uh, to the back. I was like, did he really black on her for pretzels, though? The best day he really did. of the year. I also love the episode <laughs> where um, Michael and Jane live together and they have a party at their house. The house oh, party. yeah. And then they are, is this the episode where they're like low-key fighting at the table and I, everyone's like mm-hmm. mad awkward But they're about like, it. they're fighting the entire time. Yeah, like, and everyone's kind of just like standing yes. there. And so, then, oh, well, that's when she breaks the vase, mm-hmm. like throwing something yep. at him. I love that episode because it plays that you have it plays an awkward moment, mm-hmm. like like you and your man is fighting, but your girls are there, mm-hmm. and, and literally have, everybody was there. Everybody was there, <laughs> and, and fucking Dwight is also a national treasure because who? I just don't ever think there's a person on this earth that really acts like like who is really Dwight? He's so like awkward. he's just so his own type of person, <laughs> and 
things that he do i think is so unnecessary. oh i also like the episode about the funeral for the bird yes <laughs> Even though they went way too far. They did. Way too far. I also think it's funny that when Dwight had to break the news to boring-ass Angela that he killed her cat. (laughs) (laughs) And then his thing was, like, he was just like, it's just a cat, like... And you know, like, but you know Angela oh, about the Can we cats. just talk about also how boring the women are on that show, except for Meredith and... Meredith and... Um, Meredith and, um... Phyllis, um, yes, I Phyllis love Phyllis. Is so cute. I love Phyllis, and I love when Phyllis have to tell Angela, like, "Bitch, don't play with me. Mm. I will tell all your secrets." I and do when- like Erin too, but she's like, every time Ellie Kemper plays a role, she's always like that sunny, but, sweet, like, and it's annoying. Yeah, like, she like even in me. Kimmy Schmidt, it's like, ugh. I never watched that. Is that funny? First season, yes. Okay. Second season, ugh. third season was a bit better. But I would only watch it for Titus. Okay. Did you and watch Broad City? I, Broad City is my favorite Did show. You, are, are you sad that it's... Absolutely. Okay. You know, one of the episodes I was on the way here once, Alana was on the corner getting something like from the pharmacy. So I'm walking around the corner and I scream in her face. And I felt so bad because I don't like getting starstruck. And it doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. But I had just wanted to get tickets because she was playing at the Laugh Factory, Mm -hmm. the the Stress Factory um, in New Jersey. And it was sold out. And I was so upset. So I turned the corner and Alana's there and I start bawling. I'm like, I just love you. You are so... Like, she's like... She loves, like, black women Mm -hmm. and women of color. And she's a champion for all feminine women rights. I literally like cried in her arms. I'm like, you're my favorite white woman. Never change. <laughs> no, seriously, she is. Top I five love Alana Glazer so much. I love Abby too, but they Alana are. Alana is different. Though. No, Alana. Okay, so Alana's my one of my spirit animals. Absolutely, especially in the show when she's very she's very free about her. Now sexuality. that's a dry humor I like. Oh yeah, that's a dry humor I love, especially with women. Mm-hmm. I also like Broad City that it it's really a show about two best friends who are overly obsessed with each other because their friendship is obsessive. Oh, and the episode where they had like their friend anniversary and Abby yes. completely forgot. Or, or or the episode where um Alana thought Abby was lost. <laughs> and she was like literally losing her shit. Mm-hmm. They have a very weird it's friendship. It's very cute. But I also think um, Alana is way more obsessed with Abby than oh, Abby absolutely, is with her. absolutely. <laughs> like when she like her. says those like subtle lesbian comments, Yo, and, and she's like, "What?" and she's like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> or like um, the episode when she goes, cause I love the fact that her boyfriend's a dentist. Um, when they go, are they, are they, they're like officially back together. Yes, in okay, the show. Good. Yes. Lincoln. Because I didn't like that the little breakup. I didn't like it either. Because I was like, "Is he off the show? Like, I really why they didn't do, like why it? Why did they, they do were that? so cute together? Yeah, I love their relationship, even though." It showed as a woman, Alana had no sense of what a relationship was. Yeah, she was just like oh, she yeah, was just like, like she just, knew she wanted something, but she didn't want to call it what it was. It was exactly, but then she was pissed when he was with Shorty, mm-hmm. whole new girl. She was livid, and I was just like, oh, deleted this is all a, social media. She was so mad. I was like, oh look at us, see now Alana actually in some other type of emotion, something besides Abby. Yeah, <laughs> literally, because she loves Abby. <laughs> I love that show. That's one of my favorites. Uh, and I like the fact that it's basically two friends, that two best friends that live in New York who are potheads. And they're like getting through <laughs> life living in New York City. And I like the fact that they hate the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a foreign place to them that they know they don't kind of belong as white women. Jewish, Jew, Jewish yes, white women on absolutely. top of that. It's just a great show. But moral of the story, Seinfeld's not that funny. Seinfeld is not as good as any of the shows we mentioned. No. Uh, it's nah. 
No. And no. <laughs> My unpopular opinion, I don't know how unpopular it is, but I do not care about the royal family. I don't care about uh, the queen. I don't care about Harry, William, Kate, any of the babies, or Me- <laughs> or Meghan Markle. I don't care. Like, honestly, I went to ShopRite the other day, and since I don't pay attention to them, nor care, I didn't know that Kate Middleton was pregnant. I had no clue. So then I was like, I texted my friend. I'm like, oh, Kate Middleton's pregnant? She's like, yeah, you didn't know? I'm like, no. Then a day later, all over the news, she had another baby. I'm like, why do we care? It's America. We don't have a king or a queen. Like, do we really, are we that desperate that we want to find out information about these monarchs that we have to like flood the zone and talk all about i don't care about these I babies really don't care. Uh, i also and then, don't care for other people's kids i'm also just like it's just so annoying they're not my kids so and then um i follow i think it was teen vogue that put it on twitter they're like here's where you can watch the royal wedding i'm like isn't that for like wait you not another two weeks why are we already talking about it now oh, oh yeah i don't care the only thing i cared about oh no i shouldn't even say cared that I actually cared to read about was the fact that I don't know which son is it um, is dating a girl who's black or she's half black or something like that. If she's like half black. She's like half black or something. Um, and I know, that's, yeah, Harry. And I know that Harry's there was like cute. a yeah, and then I know there the was like head. a little bit of a issue because she was half black or not white skin because she's one. She's she's definitely on a. She definitely don't look like Kate. Like, she's not white like Kate. Or, you know, she's not a white woman like Kate at all. It's just, I just don't care. Care. Then they had a whole big thing because it was the Queen's birthday a couple days ago. And I'm like, why are we still talking about these? It's like we don't live there. Like, I would understand if we lived in the UK, Mm -hmm. we could talk about the Queen and the monarchs all we want. But But we don't live there. It's America. We have our own issues to deal with. You know, like, ugh. They're so important that they, like, they'll be, like, on Channel 2, and, like, they'll shut the channel down for them. Yeah, I don't get and it. Just be like, They're, like, why? breaking news. Kate gives birth. I'm like, women give birth every, every day, day, dog. Every day, bitch. Like, every day. Every day, To me, bit. that's not breaking news. You know how many people I know that's pregnant right now? Like, I, 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 I do I know, like, six pregnant care. women right now, and I'm just like, you think I give a shit about somebody I don't even know? Then, Please. um, Twitter, like, on the moments or, like, the hot whatever on Twitter, it was trending that her son like waved to the cameras. I'm like, this has got to be a joke. Like, I know, like, now I know how, like, to me, it's as annoying as talking about the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. Because it's literally people who were just born rich and born famous. And I don't care about their lives. They're, no matter what they do, except for Harry, they will be, (laughs) (laughs) except for Harry, they're going to be, you know, living famously Mm -hmm. and ruling a country, except for Harry. Basically. Yeah, but I think like the second uh, or their first born son is heir to the throne after. Listen, this is not Game some of Thrones. Shit. I, I don't, don't give care. two shits. I have that never sound, cared no. about the royals. That sounds like some Game of Thrones shit, royal heir to thrones. And if it's not Game of Thrones, I don't care about it. The only like, royal I cared about is Diana. Because oh, yeah. she didn't care about yeah. the throne. Yeah, You that, can tell she's like, like the fact no. that She liked the fact that Michael Jackson had a song called Dirty Diana. Mm-hmm. And 
Because she when knew he she was the baddest bitch out. And when he did a uh. tour in the UK and he took the to- the song off his set list and she was like, no. Like, put it on. Put it on. That's and my then even song. so, when Diana and uh, what was what's the father's name? Prince George. Mm-hmm. When they got divorced and she had that freakum dress on, she's like, like, listen, bitch, I, I am out. And so are my queen. legs. <laughs> I am free. Let's go. And I'm still the queen. Uh, baddest. The baddest. I, I used to really like her when I was growing up. I think Elizabeth basically like told her to like not go around the family. She's like, I know you're like my grandson's mom, but like do not come around these parts no more. <sighs> Honestly, Diana was a real one. She's the only her. one I cared about. But yeah, I do not care about the royals at all. And I really don't want to. I actually, <laughs> there are two things on my Twitter timeline that as in like you can mute words. Mm-hmm. There's only two words that I've mute, three words I've muted on Twitter. Trump and royal family. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yep. So any mention of the royal family or Trump will never appear in my timeline. Oh, wait a minute. Self-care is important. <laughs> and those are the things I, like, I just cannot with it. I didn't even know that was an option. It's the best thing ever. If you go to your settings on your phone you and can you can do like that? do like mute stuff. Wow, I'm going to do Trump. It's, 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 it's been exhilarating. Oh, my God. Why didn't I know that? Well, now you know. Muted Because it's Mike's Super Short Show. Remember that? <laughs> what did you say? Mike's Super Short Show. Oh, I used to love that. Yeah. I used to love that. But I think that's all for today. This is a jam-packed episode. So I let's do it. our outro. Yes. And then we'll be done. So that's all. For- I love this. This is oh, so cool. Thank you. <laughs> that's all for And Friends with Jaina Jefferson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JNA Jefferson. And then follow the show on Instagram at And Friends Podcast. And don't forget to... Oh. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play, and eventually Spotify. (coughs) Wise. (laughs) Where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. And if you'd like to be a guest host on our show, like Letty, who came in clutch today because my original guest flaked. (laughs) But we're not going to talk about that. Hit me up at infriendsguest at gmail.com and we'll keep in touch. Extreme thanks to my guest host for today. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. What do you have to promote that you want? Oh, yes. Um, Follow me, King Letty underscore K-I-N-G-L-E-T-T-Y. Who Did You Meet event, May 21st. Um, Information will be dropped this Friday. Um, So definitely look out for that and follow us, Who Did You Meet, on all platforms. Yay. Thank you for having me. Of course. So before the show, like, officially, Mm -hmm. officially ends. We do a special little shout out Mm -hmm. to Donnie Boy Trump. Uh, At first it was like... Who's Donnie Boy Trump? Is that Trump's kids? No, just Donald Trump. Oh, Donnie. I hate Donnie Boy. So basically like when the show first started, we did like a F you to him. Mm -hmm. But now that we're trying to be positive, it's 2018. We're Mm -hmm. like trying to be better. We give like a constructive like... But what if I'm not trying to be better? Oh, but here's the twist. Okay. So it's like... What should you do? He, what he can do instead of tweeting? Um, it can obviously be snarky because I love snark. Uh, I think you should sign that. Um, what is it called when you have to re- resign? I think you should resign. Like how Olivia Pope handed Cyrus those resign papers at the end of the scandal finale. That's what I think he should do instead of tweeting. I know that's not going to happen, but that's the only solution I can come up with right now. And instead of tweeting, I think that you should... Um, watch michelle wolf's stand-up set because she ethered y'all 
and Michelle Wolf. Oh my god, is we didn't talk about that because she is the real MVP. Woo! She literally ethered them. Michelle Wolf knew what she was but doing. But I love the fact that when she had an interview after it, that she said like my jokes weren't for them. My jokes were for the people that want to make these jokes that can't because mm-hmm. they are not coming here. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Shout out to her, Michelle though. Wolf. I'm gonna like go home and watch her HBO special. I've oh, been meaning not, to do it. Now that I now that I've watched she, that like two minutes I, of her, she was on. Them. Um, Seth Rogen has like a like a charity comedy thing on Netflix. Oh, Netflix, right? And she's on that. Okay, so she's now I have just to so watch freaking her. funny because her voice was, is so silly. Yes, and she it was such just a silly voice. it was so good. My though. favorite joke was when she said, "What's a term for wh- what's Uncle Tom for white women who disappoint other white women?" When she was talking about Sarah <laughs> Huckabee, I was like, "Yo," <laughs> when she was like, "No one makes these jokes." And then when she was like, "Yeah, she created a bomb," and then that's how she got her smoky eye look. I was yes, just like, oh, and she's just like, she's "Maybe just it's Maybelline. <laughs> maybe maybe it's she's not. born with it. Maybe it's lies." <laughs> It's probably lies. <laughs> I loved it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she killed that. Watch Michelle Wolf stand up Trump instead of no, tweeting. Yes, get a sense it's of a humor. Good one. Absolutely. So yeah, tune in in two weeks. We'll be back with another guest and more talk of the town and more all sorts of stuff. So bye everybody. Bye bye. That was so much.